Welcome to Real Faith, the podcast where we explore the intersection between culture, faith and youth work. I'm Stephen and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll look at a different film or series and discuss it in depth, exploring the themes within it and how we can use it with the young people we work with. We'll cover everything from action to horror, comic book movies to comedies. Welcome to another episode of the Real Faith podcast. This episode is part two of my Christmas film discussion with Johnny Masters. In our first episode, we each picked five films that we thought would be good to show youth groups. And in this episode, we pick our next five films each and also give a top 10 of the 10 best Christmas films that we think is worth showing to youth groups. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do help us out by subscribing and giving us a a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast platform you are finding us on. It really helps others get to see what we're up to. And if you'd like to let us know whether you agree or disagree with the films we've chosen or what films you would have chosen, please also do get in touch on Twitter at RealFaithPod or on Facebook as well at RealFaithPod. But with all that out of the way, let's get into part two of my discussion with Johnny Masters. So, moving on to your next choice. I am going to go with love actually um <laughs> i said that brilliantly i <laughs> to be honest i was running out of films and i went down the list of christmas films on wikipedia and saw this and thought obviously that needs to be on the list um and it just does because it is a classic and it raises um it does raise questions of love and what it means to love around, and around family um and how our lives interact with one another um and there's lots uh, it touches on pornography so there's a conversation there to be had um touches on government what what does it mean at the moment with prime ministers and things that have been in so much flux all of the time um all all whilst we're trying to have a good celebration at christmas um and and welcome people um well, that starts with in Heathrow airport welcoming people from overseas and seeing people that you've missed for a long time so I think it covers, it touches lots of elements of real life that could lead to really good conversations with youth groups, depending on what you choose to emphasize and what is most helpful for your youth group. Obviously, it is a 15, so you do need to have um, a mature youth group to watch it. Um, but that means you can have a mature conversation about it as well, mm-hmm. whilst having hopefully had a good laughter in the film because it is ultimately a comedy. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah, it's a film I've seen a couple of times, and I'm 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 really not a a fan. And it either seems to be you you like Love Actually or you don't. There doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground from chatting to people about it. I just yeah, my issue for a film with love in the title, there's very little love in in this film, and it's a for me a fairly depressing film. I think uh, most of the characters, their actions are are inherently selfish. 
like I don't think I, most of them aren't doing anything for love. Uh, they're doing something to to gratify their own needs. But but yeah, it, I'll be honest. It's, it's not one I've seen in in some time. I, I I would just remember being put off so much by it and and being really dumbfounded, I guess, by by people's love for it as a as a heartwarming Christmas film. I think it's got a fun song, but but with Bill Nye uh, and and Hugh, what's his Grant. son? There? And and Hugh Grant yeah. gets to do a funny dance to to Girls Aloud, but. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's it's not for me. And out of all of the films, even yeah, even co- comparison to Krampus and one other one I talk about, I'd say it's definitely the the, the strongest in its content for a for a fifteen. So I agree that it's definitely for a mature group, especially around the the, the two porn actors in it. Uh, but yeah, it's not one I would choose. Wouldn't be on my my list. But I think it it, it provokes. It will definitely provoke a discussion. If it's if it's something you choose to to show at your youth group and yeah as we've talked about being being very intentional and being being very aware if that is a film you choose to show to your youth group the kind of things that might might come up from it. Yeah, I think those points are all valid as well, um, and and I can see why it might be depressing or, um, but then you, those are good conversation starters. Is this actually love or is this selfishness? What does that mean? When are we truly loving? When are we not truly loving? Um, yeah, and can you do that silly dance? <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. And and I think as well, we we have this idealistic view of of Christmas, and I think it does bring the the reality of Christmas that actually, for for many people, Christmas is not a fun time, and people are are hurting. And so from that, I think it does it it dispels the myth that everything is wonderful. At Christmas, so so I think from yeah from that point of view as well, it's yeah it's it's a film that is very good for a, a discussion and exploring with young people. It's just not one I would yeah choose to endure. I've almost convinced you, almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, convince me of your next one. So I'm going to go with Home Alone, and and the sequel is also on my list, so that that's going to cut because I I think these are two wonderful films. But I'll focus on on Home Alone eh, first of all. You've got a eh, eight year old Macaulay Culkin left at home because of an incredibly incompetent family. I think they they are a, a safeguarding risk as a family. Any any parent who wouldn't notice that their their child is not on a plane, I, I think. Yeah, uh, child protection services have to get involved with that family. I feel, especially with the sequel as well. I think they're. They, I don't think they should have children, and and not the amount of children that they have, and and. But yes, it, for for all that, Macaulay Culkin, Kevin McAllister gets left on his own. Some burglars try to get in, and he does some horrendous things to, to these burglars as well. It's a it's a, a, a Looney Tunes cartoon brought to life. The the violence is fairly strong, but ultimately it's a kids' film, so there's no blood, and even though people get burnt and singed, and and step on nails, it's all it's all fun and games. Yeah. But but it's a a Christmas it's a Christmas staple for me. I think it is problematic on on a whole bunch of levels, probably. But but I I, I love it. I think it's it's really fun. It's such a classic. Um... 
but he could definitely be arrested for attempted murder several times over. Yes, yeah. As as a result of this, and I don't know how they survive as long as they do, but it is just a classic. I would be really interested to see what youth groups think of it nowadays to see if it holds its own. Um, there is a Home Alone 4, and now there's another Home Alone. Was it Home Sweet Home? I think they've called oh, it Home Alone yeah, Home Sweet awful. Home. Um, and and that sort of is for its time. Um, and and it's interesting to contrast the really new stuff with the older stuff. But that, um, yeah, it's definitely, definitely one to watch. It has to be there. And um, I would be interested to find out what the young people think about Kevin's response to home invasion um, and and how we respond to those who impinge on our, our rights, our thoughts, our territory. Um, they, sh- they should be cancelled, but you can't really cancel someone who's invading your home right now. Mm. So <laughs> you just put some nails down and, yeah. and burn their hands. And and I think but, as well, like the, the, the bit that really gets to me is the relationship then with the, the old neighbour who is perceived as a murderer and and, a, and an outcast and the kids all talk about him as if he's, he's this scary uh, figure but he's ultimately just a, a a lonely man who doesn't get to see his family because of of something that's happened and in, in his past and i think the beautiful moment when when reconciliation happens there uh, always brings a tear to my eye for a, for a film that is silly that I, I think just a really beautiful moment. The moment they have in the church with Kevin and the old man, uh, I think is is wonderful. And the wisdom that Kevin brings out, so a, a child bringing wisdom to an adult, and that I think is just a, a really beautiful moment as well. Yeah, and I, I, I think the fact that that happens within a church feels somehow significant for mm. the film um, because it is a Christmas film. And um, and what does it mean to bring reconciliation? Um, often it starts with a communication, um, and yeah, that is a, that is a beautiful moment. I, I'm pleased it brings a tear to the cold-hearted Stephen. Yes. <laughs> and it's got it's got Oh Holy Night, which I think is the best Christmas carol there is. I think it's got a wonderful ring with with the organ and everything, and I, I just think it's a yeah a wonderful rendition of it. I'm not going to argue with that either. Um, do you want to go straight into Home Alone 2 then? Home, I would have put the Home Alones on my list, but I didn't because I'd seen your list and I was like, we can't have all the same. <laughs> but, I, but I did put one Home Alone on my list, which is Home Alone 3. But should, do you want to do Home Alone 2 first and then get to mine? Or do you want to, me to tell you the brilliance of Home Alone 3? Uh, well, I'll, I'll get Home Alone 2 out, out the way quickly and then I can hear your defence for, for Home Alone 3. <laughs> so, so Home Alone 2 follows on. It, it it does pretty much all the same plot beats down to, again, a misunderstood older or an older woman, in this case, that's, that's kind of uh, an outcast. And again, Kevin making that, that reconciliation uh, in there. But obviously it's set in New York. He he ends up in the wrong city this time. Um, or, 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 yeah, obviously that, when, when I was talking about the plane, that's the the, the issue that's in, in Home Alone Two. They get on separate planes. He ends up in in New York uh, for this, and and is left in a hotel by himself. All kinds of issues there again that the hotel management don't seem to to pick up very much on. 
this kid that's just on his own. It's also got a cameo by Donald Trump, which is a, an issue, but but we could uh, go past that that quickly. But but I think again, it's just another fun film. It does exactly the same stuff from the first one. It's not as good as Home Alone two, uh, as Home Alone, but 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 I think it's just as fun. It, it deals and covers the same kind of issues that the first one does to to cover. So I, I don't know if I'd necessarily show both films to a to a, to a youth group at the same time or in the same Christmas season, but but again, it's a it's a staple in our home. Yeah, it's a classic um, for all those reasons. And the bird lady looks slightly like Pierce Morgan, which is making a great <laughs> meme um, going around at the moment. So yeah, it's a it is it is a good film for all those reasons. I in some ways I prefer aspects of it, and in other ways. You can't beat the first one, but you just can't. So, yeah, I, I think that's a fair summary. Home Alone 3, for me, is my favourite of all the Home Alones, um, which always gets met with disdain and <laughs> despair. But it came out when I was, I think I was eight years old, seven or eight years old when it came out. And so it was exactly the right age for me to enjoy and to to go through. So it's a similar, similar story in that um, Alex... Uh, who is actually called Alex in real life, um, Alex Alex D. Lynn's in real life. Alex is left at home alone. He's ill, he's unwell, um, he's got the chicken pox, and his parents have to go to work. They can't leave him. Um, and then he sees someone breaking into another house. He calls the cops. The cops arrive, and they don't find the person there. Uh, it happens again, uh, and they don't find the person there. And what's happening is these four four villains it's only two in the first couple there's four now it's much scarier um are trying to find a computer chip which goes into a missile and they were hiding it in a remote control car which has fallen into his hands by a mistaken bag identity at the airport um and that remote control car i had growing up i've still got it in my loft and it's brilliant <laughs> um the themes it covers i would suggest um around honesty and truth and justice courage um, doing the right thing even when you've been told no you're doing the wrong thing um, but actually he takes it into his own hands because the police don't believe him anymore so he he realises they're going to find him in his house because uh, they're searching all the houses in the neighbourhood so he sets his house up brilliantly um, to catch some people again attempted murder can be um, said to happen at least six or seven times <laughs> during the film but it is it's just a classic rendition, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. You've got a parrot and a rat um, helping him out as well. What more could you ask for in a film? It's it's just it it covers on like like I said, honesty, courage, truth, justice. It's brilliant. Fair enough. That's that's <laughs> all I can say to that. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's it's probably not the worst of the Home Alone films, but it's it's definitely not. It's not the best. I, yeah, uh, to be honest, it's on my personal list, and it has to go on any Christmas list for me. With a youth group, I'd probably go for the first or second one. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm glad we agree on that. But yeah, no thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for sh for, sh for sharing that, Johnny. That's fine. but I gave that staunch defence valiantly, and yes, I I, I, I will stick with it. Good. So, I'm going to move on then. I'm going to pick a film called Better Watch Out 
which is is a nasty film. It's a it's a fifteen. It's a strong fifteen, and 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 so I think that's important to to say from the outset, and is definitely not for for everyone. So it's about a a babysitter looking after a twelve year old boy from intruders, and and it turns out that. It's not exactly a home invasion. That, that there's a twist that happens in in the film that kind of flips everything on, on its head. But it it deals a lot with with toxic masculinity and 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 just what men are like and what men are like around women and how they treat women and and what what they expect of women and what happens when they don't think a woman is doing what they should be doing. So it's it's content in that is strong and and some of the violence is strong. They they recreate a scene from Home Alone to see actually whether it would happen in in real life. So they they, they do have a scene where they have a paint can tied to a string and actually see what it would happen when the paint can hits somebody. And and it doesn't happen like what it does in Home Alone where the person goes flying. Uh, something far more brutal uh, happens in that scene. So, so it is violent and it is nasty, and and I think it has a point to say on on all of that, particularly around uh, toxic masculinity and around privilege. But it's yeah, it's it has it has a lot of kills in it, and and is a fairly mean spirited uh, Christmas movie with with hope at the end. It doesn't end on the nihilistic ending of of Krampus, but I like it, and it's a it's a film I watch every every year as part of my Christmas uh, tradition. But but even now I watch it and go, oh, that's that's strong. So be very even at fifteen, I think it's strong. So you you would be looking at a mature youth group to watch it. I take it it's not one of the ones that you've got around to watching. Johnny. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I, I I'd better watch it. Um but <laughs> I I've not seen it. I I couldn't bring myself to watch another one uh, just yeah. yet. I I I might watch it. I'm really interested in the toxic masculinity aspect of it. Um and I I'm I am interested in finding out what that looks like and how they portray that. But then I I am slightly concerned as my horror reluctance comes to the fore that will I will it be too much for me to actually understand the point mm. um, and 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 because of the violence will it lose some of its impact because I'm more worried about the violence than I am about the underlying point of the film um, but maybe the violence is the point of the film and that might be okay then but yeah it was one I wanted to have on my list just for. If you've got a, an older youth group that would be willing to explore those themes, but can also deal with with the violence that's in there, so it's it's not a it's not a recommendation I give lightly. It, it, it's probably the, the strongest film on this list in terms of, of violence it, it, and, and nasty violence, which I guess is the point. It's nasty, and and you you feel the deaths in them. It's not a a, a film where the 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 deaths are just they, they have 
Yes, yeah, the deaths just happen and you don't feel about them. They're, they're just collateral damage or whatever. This film isn't that. You, you feel the deaths in this film and you feel upset that they're, they're happening in it. So, so it's not it's not sens- it's it's not sensationalizing it. That's that yeah. would be my yeah what I'm was trying I'm, to see I'm, there. I'm I'm feeling relieved I haven't watched it yet. To be honest, <laughs> um, if I feel all the deaths, because I feel this one thing about me is I feel really deeply when I watch films. Uh, I've referred to it a couple of times, but I do. So, um, I really get on the side of the characters, and therefore I can be quite affected by what happens. Mm. Um, which is why I try to avoid horror because it's yeah no no that's yeah. fair enough life is life is bad enough without being scared <laughs> of, for fun <laughs> but to be fair that does sound like a good film like I say um, and a really good themes to explore and what that looks like we're getting towards the end of our list now aren't we mm, yeah um so I'm going to say the nightmare before Christmas next as a as a as a good potential film to watch. It's a 2003 animation. Um, it's a Tim Burton um, classic. Many people absolutely love it. Some like it a bit less. I first watched it in a youth group. That's what made me think of it because, mm. um, having said how much I don't like horror, I suppose it's it's um, it's a light-hearted animated version of the horror genre. Uh, which I can just about handle. Uh, so the main character, Jack Skellington, is the king of Halloween Town. And during the film, he discovers there is also a Christmas town. And he wants Christmas to happen in Halloween. And this is the fallout of all that that brings because people are not in the right place um, and things are not happening as they should. And uh, it's, So his encounters with various characters around the world. It's um, It's a... It's fairly lighthearted. Um, it's it's fairly. I would say in some ways it's higgledy piggledy. It feels a bit uh, there are d- different parts thrown together, but the themes of identity and where I fit uh, are really really poignant. Uh, and I think that's what that's where you can come at this from a youth group perspective. Where do I fit? What's the purpose that I felt like I was growing up with? What's the purpose that I actually have or I'm discovering or would like to have? Um, and, and what and that applies to identity as well. What's the identity that I've been told I've been given and what's the identity I'm discovering um, as I see the world and, and more around what what can be and what could be? So those are the themes that I would I would draw out within that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's it, it's a film I saw two or three years ago. I, I'm, I'm definitely not as a fan of it as maybe you or or some other people i think it's one of tim burton's lesser uh, animated films but yeah I, I think the themes are really interesting around order as well and and what should happen what what shouldn't happen and I th- from what i remember my kids my kids liked it i just i i guess i i came to it having heard how great it was and and i guess that that was the problem for me when i watched it i thought no it's it, it's fine I guess that it was it was a three star film for me, which actually is still. There's a few films on my list that would, I guess, technically maybe be three star films anyway. So I, I think it was more what I brought to it, kind of dampened it a bit for me. But yeah, I still think it's a it's a it's a it's a decent fun watch. Yeah, I always find that expecting a film to be rubbish makes it much better. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, it is a good watch. It's got um, 
7.9 stars on IMDb. So it's it's well rated, um, generally speaking. And the, as as we say, the themes that you can explore within it can be really helpful um, for young people to think about. And because the film is lighthearted in a way, you can go deeper with the conversation, hopefully, because mm. you don't have to process... <laughs> Like it with better watch out. You might not have to process the damage that you've just experienced and the trauma yes. that you've experienced watching it. You can process your own your own feelings rather than the film's feelings, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. But both of those options are of course valid as things potential. I think does that bring us to our final film? No, I've still got Have you got I've, I've still got two. I know one that I'll probably share we've both got on our list, I think, but then I've got one other one. Oh, okay. Then I'll, that's fine. I'll add one more. So Elf, because I take Elf was on your... Elf is on my list. Yep. Elf is... Oh, Will Ferrell is amazing. <laughs> you you go for it. You, you tell us about Elf because I just told you about my film. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. So it's Will Ferrell plays uh, Buddy who is raised as an oversized elf, obviously never fully fits in because he's he's much taller uh, than the other elf and, and is then told uh, by by Santa, I think, that that he's not an elf and and he actually does have a, a biological father who, who lives in New York. Uh, and so Buddy sets out to to find his his real dad to, to reconnect with him. And and then ultimately the the impact that that has and the impact of Buddy's joy on on everybody pretty much and and the magic that he he brings just by who he is and really the infectious joy that he brings to to everybody. So I think the relationship uh, between the son and the father is is really interesting and 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 I think interesting to explore. You've got the the archetype of the dad that works too much over Christmas, which is a is a staple in many Christmas films, but but I think it deals with it in a really uh, poignant way. Does deal with the issue of people not believing in Santa that I talked about before that doesn't really logically make a huge amount of sense, but I'll I'll forgive it for that just because it's it's really fun, it's really quotable, lots of lines that my family we we throw around of of Will Ferrell's quotes in the film. So again, a really fun film that, that deals with uh, not knowing who your who your parents are and, and, and looking to discover them and, and what that might mean, good or bad, uh, whether they're really interested, because at first obviously his dad has no interest in in getting to know him at all, but that, that relationship builds. But again, just a really sweet, heartwarming Christmas film that I, I, I assume most people really enjoy. That 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 seems to, it seems to be a film that builds every year with with people's love for it. Yeah, I think it is well loved by most generations. This is one that I watched with my youth group, um, uh, I think multiple times potentially, and it, it it's it is just well appreciated. And you're right, it covers such a range of. Um, feelings around Christmas and um, where we fit and adoption. What does it mean to be adopted children of God? Um, if, even if we don't feel like we we fit quite correctly, and um, what does it mean to um, to repair relationships with people that we've not 
encountered and what does it mean to bring joy where there is no joy hmm. um, it's it's interesting i heard will ferrell just the other week actually on radio 2 promoting one of his recent films um and uh, only briefly but he did the traffic and it was um it was just will ferrell classically brilliant and the way that he said and at the afterwards matt baker came on as the next guest and he said he's such a joy bringer will ferrell is such a joy bringer um and i think that's the, what his character does often in lots of films but in, particularly in elf um and how can we be joy bringers as young people as youth workers how do we bring joy to places w- that really need joy mm. uh, joy to the world the lord has come but it doesn't always feel like it so mm. i think that would be an interesting conversation to have as well how do we how can we as a youth group as, as young people as uh, christians make uh, or help bring joy birth joy in the places where we are yeah yeah absolutely no, I agree with all of that. Yeah, and I was remembering it's his it's his adopted elf dad that tells him that he's not he's not his real dad. It's not Santa. It's, I'm sure it's, he sits him on his lap, sits him on his knee, doesn't he? Because he's well, fell's huge and the man's tiny, so it's what it plays to. So yeah, just a wonderful, and, I, and I'm sure most youth groups probably have seen this film, but it is just a a, a wonderful film to to show. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, have you covered all your? films I've, i can do one more i watched falling okay. for christmas last night um yeah so i watched falling for christmas it's the new netflix Lindsay lohan uh, christmas film it is um sort of every hallmark christmas film you can imagine rolled into one it's about a uh, a spoiled rich uh young young woman who um is proposed to by her arrogant and unloving, really, uh, boyfriend. And just after that, she has an accident uh, when she forgets who she is and um, and all about the past. So she suffers amnesia. She ends up um, living with uh, in a, a skiing lodge with a family who are um, who have lost uh, their mum a couple of years ago. That there's a young girl in it and um the main character herself lost her mum when she was a child and it explores her relationship with the with the um with that family particularly with uh with the guy in that in that lodge and they're going through difficult times so finding out how they can survive as a skiing lodge and also the relationship um between those two and then of course her finding out who she is and and realizing that she doesn't really want to be that person that she was, but she wants to be this new person that she's discovered in this new place. Um, that's pretty much a spoiler, but you can guess that from the first ten minutes of the film. So I don't, I don't think it ruins too much. Um, it's, it's a really, as I say, classic Christmas feel-good movie. If you, if that's what you want, it's a good seven out of ten. Um, I would say for. Oh, I just want something that's easy to watch, that has some uh, romance and it has some funny moments, and is very Christmassy. It's a bit too smiley in some places, but actually, it's a good watch and it does deal. As I said, the main character, um, she lost her mum when she was a child. What the child of the person that she's uh, and uh, builds a relationship with also lost uh, her mum. So there's some, there are some heavy heavy issues to deal with within it 
um, that are worthy worth being aware of. But if you want to watch the most up-to-date Netflix Christmas film and you want to know whether it's any good for your youth group, um, I would say give it a try, find out. It's nothing world-shattering, um, but it, it it would probably be good for... Um, for a younger youth group to to watch and explore some of those those issues mm. of of grief and hope and love and those sorts of things, but it wouldn't come highly high on my list of recommendations. Yeah. Okay. No. No. That's fine. Yeah. Not one I've seen, but no, that's good to to share that one. The the, the final one on my list then is a, a film called Let It Snow, which is available on Netflix again from twenty nineteen. So the last film on my list from from twenty nineteen. It's about a small town on on Christmas Eve and how a snowstorm ultimately brings a group of young people together so that there's a a bunch of different stories uh, being told, uh, people of of all different ethnicities in it. It's a very inclusive film, has also a story about a a same-sex couple, two two girls in it as well, and and deals with the, the fear of coming out and what your friends might think if you come out to your friends. Uh, just a, a really heartwarming film, a really lovely film. Uh, I, I remember I watched it a couple of years ago and thought it was all right. I watched it uh, a few nights ago and and, and loved it. Just it, it got better with it the second watch. So, yeah, the, there's somebody that you can probably relate to in, in that whole film, just with, with the different people that are in it. Uh, a young girl dealing with her her mum having uh, terminal cancer and whether she should go to college or not and, and, and what that might mean if she moves on and about what it means to let go and live your own life. And, and yeah, so lots of different things going on there and um, all around different types of relationships and, and, and things on there. So, so a really heartwarming uh, film about a group of young people finding themselves ultimately. And as I say, that's on Netflix. Is that Joan Cusack in that? Yes. Yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> I think I saw it when it came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that film as well. Uh, you summed it up brilliantly. It's definitely worth a watch with young people um, to find out where they see themselves fitting within that group um, and see who they relate to. Hmm. I would recommend it as well. Excellent. So that's our our list of, I think, what, 21, 22 films there i think we've covered so i think the challenge now we're going to try and reduce that down to get some kind of top 10 i don't know whether that will be in any particular order um, i think we should try and do it in an order okay I we should uh, i don't know how that's going to work but we can try and edit accordingly <laughs> yep yep i think so okay so top 10 Stephen. this is what we're going with for the top 10 we've had a little bit of discussion we think this should be top ten. Number ten, Krampus. Mm-hmm. Terrifying, but it's made the top ten because you love it and it does make some good points. Yep, Number good. nine, Nativity. Mm-hmm. The 40s, very many safeguarding issues, but tells the actual story and is really funny. Empowers children. Number eight, Christmas Chronicles. Santa is real. Number seven, Let It Snow. Young people in a secluded space discovering what it means to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Tick. Number six, Gremlins. Classic 80s Christmas horror. 
with learnings about obeying instructions. All young people should follow it. <laughs> that number five, Noel, challenging patriarchy and expectation and actually working about what you're good at, not just because of your gender. Mm -hmm. Number four, Home Alone. We've chosen the first one, but either or are great. Watch them both. Nothing more needs to be said. It's one of the most classic Christmas films of all time. Number three, Muppets Christmas Carol. You need to watch this so that you can understand why it makes number three. It yeah, I do. Is, it is well-loved. It is well-appreciated. The songs are brilliant, really catchy, and it will sustain you through many dark months in the year. Number two, Klaus, the animated Christmas. It is a classic now, even though it came out in 2019. I watch it every year. You watch it every year. It tells a story of redemption, reconciliation, perseverance, and hope alongside friendship. Number one is Elf. Will Ferrell starring as an oversized elf, discovering what it means to be an adopted son and a biological son and what it means to be an elf in the world that has forgotten the joy of Christmas. They are our top 10 youth group Christmas films for 2022. Please argue with us. Tell us more about why you think they where they should come or what we've missed out. And you can do that at Real Faith on Twitter. Real Faith Podcast, whatever it is. What is it? At Real Faith Podcast or at Real Faith? At, at Real Faith Pod. So, at Real Faith Pod. <laughs> at Real Faith Pod on Twitter. Well, thank you so much for this mammoth discussion. We're obviously going to split it over two episodes just because it's a, a bit long for anyone to have listened to, to, to the whole thing. But but thank you so much for, for coming on, for watching some of these films as well, particularly for watching Krampus. Yeah, I appreciate you you doing that, but but hopefully we've given obviously over twenty films that a youth worker can choose for the youth group or even for for some children's groups as well. Yeah, but we've obviously then narrowed that down to a to a top ten of of ten films that we think definitely would be good to to watch with with some children and and young people as well. So thank you again so much for your time, Johnny, and and I hope you have a great Christmas. Thank you, Stephen. Have a great Christmas. <laughs>